Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. This is an NBA podcast today talking about a very special announcement that was made earlier this morning. Tim Duncan has officially retired after 19 seasons. The right-handed 6'11", 250, Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer Tim Duncan has officially announced his retirement and will speak to the press later this week about the situation. So again, after 19 years, the number one overall pick in the 1997 draft is now retiring, Tim Duncan. So this is going to be a podcast just talking about Tim Duncan. Uh, probably won't be a long one, just just a few minutes. I Duncan deserves a podcast in and of itself because he is a legend. He is the greatest power forward to ever play the game. He is one of the top arguably the top 10 greatest players of all time in NBA history and he is just he was he gave so much to the game and he meant so much to the game that I think it's only fair for me to give a podcast talking about him and I know that I can't give to him what he gave to me in the game uh just you know me being some some radio guy some wannabe radio guy but I feel like I feel like I have to talk about Tim Duncan, who was one of my favorite players of all time, uh, one of my bitter rivals at one point. Uh, as as the Pistons were coming up in the mid two thousands, he was a he was a rival of the Pistons, of course. That that epic seven game final series against Detroit, where the Pistons ultimately lost in 05. So Tim Duncan has been playing basketball since I can remember. I was born in December of nineteen ninety five which makes me 20 years old and he is so he's been playing basketball since before I could even since before I could even speak a sentence um Tim, Tim Duncan before I even started kindergarten he was he had already had his first NBA championship and he had had and he had had uh his first MVP award which is just crazy to crazy to think about uh so talented again such a, such a great player a power forward that could do it all he could pass. He could shoot. He was one of the greatest pick and roll players ever. A great, great teammate. One of the greatest teammates ever. In fact, um, there's videos and you can you can find these online. They're hilarious. But there's been videos of him carrying his inebriated, we'll say, teammates from the from the club to the party bus, just carrying them. And these dudes are like seven foot, and he's just carrying them on his shoulders. And just taking them right to the right to the team bus to get ready for the next game or whatever. So I mean, Tim Duncan's always been a great guy, uh, very professional, very quiet. But um, let's let's get into some of the things that he's accomplished. So first, uh, I'll pull up the just the sheer amount of awards that he's that he's won. Um, give me a second while I look for them. Okay, so he has been in so many and he is he is a five-time NBA champion off off the top of course uh three-time finals MVP 1998 rookie of the year uh he was a Naismith men's college player of the year back when he played at Wake Forest where he averaged over three and a half blocks over 14 nearly 15 rebounds but over 14 rebounds and over uh 22 points so he was he was amazing in college. He stayed three he stayed three years in college. He was he was twenty one years old when he entered the draft, and 
man, the Spurs, the Spurs, let's talk about how the Spurs got him. So the Spurs were a team that had David Robinson, and they were a team that was up in the, t- the upper tier of the Western Conference, and they were playing very well. They had they had just lost to Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets in the previous season in 96. And uh, in 97, things didn't go too well for them. They ended up losing David Robinson to various uh, back and foot issues, which kept him out the entire season. And it is to this day the franchise's worst record of 20-62. and 62. And so that landed them the first overall pick, which granted them Tim Duncan and essentially two decades of dominance after that. So, I mean, one of the greatest tank jobs, if you will, of all time uh, led, led San Antonio to get Tim Duncan. And it was also funny that Greg Popovich came in with Tim Duncan to coach the Spurs. So they kind of came together, and that relationship is something that I want to get into a little bit later. But um, like I said, five-time champion, three-time finals MVP. Uh, he's he's won a couple All-Star Game MVPs. Actually, just one. I'm sorry. I apologize. In 1999 to 2000, that All-Star Game was the one he won, and he has been in. So, he has so many honors and awards. I I can't even I I can't even read all of them to you. But he was first team All NBA defense for for nine ten years in a row first all-team defense or or second and um he got one year where he got he got third all-team defense or two years last year as well he got all third team defense so he's been he's been the upper tier one of the most elite defenders of all time uh again he is he he has so many so many awards i i don't know i don't know where to where to keep going with uh with all the awards but um I'll I'll get into some of the advanced analytics for you in terms of in terms of uh proving how good he truly was and how amazing uh and impactful he was in the game. So, we'll go to the advanced shooting here. Um I'm getting all these stats from Basketball Reference by the way for those of you that don't know where to go for uh for just advanced stats and just stats in general. Basketball Reference is a great place. I highly recommend it. So um, Tim Duncan has a career average PER of, think about this, 19 years. He has a career average PER of 24.2. Now, 24.2 is, and I've done, I've done projects on this and research on this, so uh, especially the PR stat, and, and what a 25 PR, which is almost what he is, that PR to put it in perspective is about the average PR PR of an MVP. So you're t- so throughout his entire career, although he only has two MVPs throughout his entire career, he averaged twenty four point two PR. So he was basically, if you want, if you want to look at it this way, he was every year he was near the top in terms of in terms of MVP ranking. And he was super, super impactful for most of his career. Had great years up until this year. He he kind of he kind of really dipped. Uh, this season was actually the only season he didn't have a PR of of over twenty. He had a sixteen point nine PR in only sixty one games played. And for those of you that talked about rest, 
He's got um he's got only only um let's see here. Only three no, four seasons, sorry, four seasons where he didn't play at least seventy five games. So for those of you that talked about, you know, resting a player, they really didn't rest him that much. Four seasons where he played less than 75 uh, games. Five, sorry, five. Because I forgot about the year of the injury, which was a whole other thing. He had a knee injury, and um, and the fact that he came back from that knee injury and is able to play and didn't have any knee problems whatsoever until until this season was uh, was an amazing thing. That in and of itself. Um, other defensive win shares. Let's go. Let's go to defensive win shares because that's a stat. This stat just really crystallizes just how impactful he was on defense. And so, defensive win shares. For those of you that don't know, is basically how many wins you've contributed to a team just by your defense alone. This is just pure defense. So he is the number one active player with 106.3 win shares. Now, he's no longer an active player, but um, but he's number two career all-time in NBA defensive win shares, meaning he has contributed over the course of his career 106.3 defensive, uh, or just wins, just off of his defense. So, the number one player is Bill Russell in the 60s. Now, Tim Duncan, there is a there's a pretty large gap between Tim Duncan and the rest of the field. So number three is Kareem at eight, and there is a big gap between Tim Duncan and Bill Russell. But you got to keep in the mindset that Tim Duncan played in the most competitive era of basketball. I know that everybody wants to talk about the MJ in the '80s with the Pistons and stuff, but and of course the Celtics, the Lakers, and you know there's an argument there. But NBA defenses and NBA players have never been the league as a whole has never been as talented as it is today and that's just a fact whether you like it or not so the fact that a modern player now is second in defensive win shares just blows my mind but there are some other ones that not just defensive win shares overall win shares let's look at that one he is number six in his career with 204 point or 204.6 and he is he is number six, like I said, behind only John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Wilt Chamberlain, and Kareem. So, again, these are guys who had illustrious careers and who played for a very, very long time and had very much the same longevity that Tim Duncan has had in the NBA. Uh, who? Else? What are some other stats? Um, okay, yeah, total rebound percentage. This one's interesting. So, he total rebound percentage is kind of a weird stat, kind of hard to judge. What it is is um, it basically bases off, to, to break it down quite simply, is that when you're in the game, this is the percentage of available rebounds a player grabs. So Tim Duncan has a career average uh, rebound percentage of 18.4. So that means when Tim Duncan is on the floor, 18 percent of the rebounds always go to go to him that's that's incredible I mean that's nearly that's nearly 20 percent that's nearly one of every five rebounds Tim Duncan is grabbing that are available while he's on the court and that includes both offense and defense defense if you want to look at it this way he's even higher at 26.5 
So um, he's just his rebounding was amazing. His blocking, let's get to this. His shot blocking ability, second to none. I mean, seriously, the guys, the guys' instincts on defense were amazing. Um, blocks per game, and puts he is at he is at nineteenth in his career in uh, in NBA history. Now, if you want to take that over the span of the career, in, in terms of just total blocks, he is fifth in NBA history in blocks at three thousand and twenty blocks. 3,020 blocks. That is an insane amount of rejections. Uh, just, again, just a great player. I mean, and think about it this way. Like, if you, if you factor in his block percentage, which is which is a career average of, of 4.6, 23rd in the league, uh, in league history, rather, which is, which is amazing of itself. So you combine that with his total rebound percentage, and that means almost... 25% of the time he is either blocking or rebounding a shot like that's that's insane um, never was high on the usage rate either he's 31 in NBA uh, 31st rather in NBA history with a 27.0 usage percentage so again not a guy who, who you necessarily ran the offense through all the time uh, I talked about player efficiency being the 13th best uh, again everyone above him is a clear-cut Hall of Famer. Uh, so total rebounds, he is sixth in NBA history with 15,091 rebounds. He's actually, which is funny enough, he is 94th in NBA history in career assists, which is an amazing stat for a power forward to have. Now, it might, it might not sound like much, but a power forward having 94 career Assists is just something that again is is not seen. Uh, let me pull up the list real quick, and I'll try to breeze through it and see how many just how many big men surpassed uh, surpassed Tim Duncan on this list. So Tim Duncan is at ninety. Um, let's see here, who are some big names that passed him? Um, KG, Kareem, and. There are there are of course going to be a few other a few other big names that are probably going to be up there. Uh, as far as as far as big men go, though, those are the only guys that really have and Carl Malone also. So those three guys are the only guys that have big men wise, power forward, center wise that have more assists than Tim Duncan. I mean, just just amazing. Um, I promise I'm not going to bore you with too many stats, but I'm just trying to find the ones that are important. Again, third in uh, defensive rebounding all time with 11,232. Blocks, like I said, fifth all time. Rebounds per game. Now, the rebounds per, the per game metrics are different than the, point, than the total metrics. Um, the totals are a much better and much more accurate description of what he did and how he contributed because rebounds per game points per game all those per game stats can be inflated and deflated very very easily so you got to take that into account um the plus minus now this is a stat that basically this is this is a very simple stat basically what it is is how much of a positive or negative impact are you on the game now all this does is really some people like it, some people don't. Uh, 
all it does is track the points. So let's say you go in and your team's down seven, and by the time you you pull out, your team is up. Your team is up three. That's a plus ten. That's a plus ten. Uh, box plus minus. So again, it's just an impact of it's just kind of keeping the point total. So again, it's not. It's a good indication of how valuable you are, but at the same time, it doesn't tell the full story because there are other players. This isn't a points. This isn't a point stat. This isn't a rebound stat. Something that is tangible that you that a certain player can get. This is something that's an overall impact of the team. But it does show it does show to an extent how impactful a player he is. So Tim Duncan with a plus five point five is eleventh all time in box plus minus so uh let's get into some other ones just a few more before before i move on and talk about some other things points save the best for last let's let's end it on this note okay tim duncan is has is 14th on the leaderboard with in points in total points with 26,496 points uh, again, this is a guy who's also, keep in mind, 94th in a career assists and and 6th in rebounds and 5th in blocks. I mean, this guy did it in every category. He did it in every category. He's 24th in free throws made. He's 24th in free throws made. Uh, again, I mean, what, what category isn't he in the top 100 for? I mean... I can try looking up steals really quick just to see because I'm curious at this point, but I don't believe I don't believe he um he was top 100 in steals, but it wouldn't surprise. No, he was not top 100 in steals, but still he is uh, seventh all time in games played. He is tenth all time in minutes played, despite all that talk about being rested all the time and blah blah. He did play a lot of minutes. He has played a total of 47,368 minutes of basketball. That is how much time he has given to the NBA. And that's just to the NBA. And in terms of all-star appearances, we got 3, 6, 9, 12, 14 all-star appearances. 14 all-star appearances from Tim Duncan overall so these are just these are just some stats that really put into perspective how good he is in case in case you don't believe me when i say this or you don't value my opinion there are numbers that prove that i'm that i'm right in saying that tim duncan is a hall of famer no doubt now in terms of hall of fame probability this is a this is a stat i'm not entirely sure how it works but basically the title explains itself it predicts a player's likelihood of getting into the hall of fame and tim duncan's is 100 percent. so tim duncan is going to be a first ballot hall of famer whether you like it or not uh don't know how you don't like the guy but that's besides the point so i just wanted to kind of go over now his career uh, again the five championships the <laughs> the five championships the two mvp awards the three finals mvps just the ultimate winner um, I, I believe I want to look, look this up too while I'm here. I'm sorry for the annoying mouse scroll that's going on right now. But in terms of actual wins, I wanted to see where he ranked in terms of actual wins uh, earned throughout his career. 
because I I seen the stat and I could have swore that he was amongst the top ten, but I'm not entirely sure and I can't find the stat. So again, that's something that I'll have to be proven wrong, right or wrong at a later time. So Tim Duncan, his career was was amazing. What he started, like I said, getting drafted ninety in ninety seven. And exactly two years later from the day he was drafted, he was an NBA champion. And in between that, he won Rookie of the Year. So he already starts his career off great. Third season, gets a huge knee injury. Everybody's questioning what uh, what is going to be and what is going to become of Tim Duncan. And nobody thinks he'll be the same player. But again, he comes back to have quite a long career after that. And... So then with that being said, his next championship is not until the, um, actually before that, before his next championship actually, which is, which is funny and ironic that his, uh, that his next, his MVP award, his first MVP award is in 2002. His second MVP is the following season in 2003. So he does those two, he, he gets those two MVP awards and then, and then all of a sudden, 2003, right after Tim Duncan's second MVP award, his back-to-back MVP award, David Robinson announces a retirement. And that's when, that's a huge point in Tim Duncan's career because that's when he officially becomes the man. Even though we all know, looking back from a perspective, he, he is the man because David Robinson didn't win a title till he got with Tim Duncan. But at the same time, D- David Robinson is such an all-time great that you had to give him that respect and and he was looked at as the guy for those first couple years of Tim Duncan's career. Now, Tim <laughs> and, and of course in 2004 there was the great heartbreak of Tim Duncan's maybe one of the the most heartbreaking moments of Tim Duncan's career. Derek Fisher's point .4 left game winner that just sunk them in 2004 where the Lakers would go on it to the finals and lose to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, of course, just had to throw that out there. His third championship does not come till 2005, the very next year when he dethrones the defending champs, the Detroit Pistons, in an epic seven-game series. Uh, again, I <laughs> I remember being a kid watching that game at the Palace. Of of course, the game wasn't at the Palace; it was in San Antonio. But you could go to the Palace. To watch to watch the game on the big screen, and it was sold out there. The entire palace was filled, and everyone was watching. And that was that was that was a heartbreaking moment. I was ten at the time, and I have no shame in saying that I cried. I bawled my eyes out when that happened. That was that was one of the saddest moments of my life, and that was when I became a Tim Duncan hater versus a Tim Duncan lover. But that that thing. That thing quickly changed later on in his career, and so then 2006, um, they didn't they didn't win the title, but 2007 they win it in dramatic fashion, sweeping LeBron after LeBron has the amazing performance against Detroit, the historic performance, 25 of the team's last 27 points in in fourth quarter and overtime, he just carries the, the Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals. Um, and then Tim Duncan 
Tim Duncan in 2013, this was probably the most heartbreaking one. So after 2007, there's all these years where they lose to Memphis in the first round. Then they make the Western Conference Finals, lose to the Thunder. There's all these years now where the whole entire the whole entire career of Tim Duncan, they're always winning more than 50 games. But they're, they're making finals. They're not making finals, actually, and they're, they're losing in conference finals, rather, is what I meant to say. They're losing in semifinals. They even lost in the first round, like I said, to the Memphis Grizzlies when I believe they were a three seed and Memphis was a six seed. I'd have to look that up again. But that was one of the heartbreaking moments of San Antonio. So again, they had all these years of consistent excellence, but they just couldn't get back to the title for six straight years to the finals. And when they do, they face LeBron James again, who is now on the Miami Heat, which is a dynasty that will be remembered, the first ever quote-unquote formed super team, if you want to call it that. And this is the one where LeBron finally wins his back-to-back championship solidifying his his greatness and solidifying the fact that the year he won before wasn't a fluke because some people believe it or not as talented as that heat team was they actually believe that Miami Heat winning the title in 2012 over Kevin Durant and the Thunder that who were very young at that point was a total fluke so game game six I will never forget this Game six, I was watching this at uh, at my house, and I had my friend over, and he was a huge Heat fan. I was a huge Spurs fan. Now, what turned me to Tim Duncan was that season. That season is when I became a Tim Duncan fan because, one, at the point, I'm going to be honest with you, I still didn't like LeBron for leaving Miami, as, as cliche and as strange as that sounds now and how I cringe at myself for for saying that now but back in the day that was true that was how I felt and also the fact that Tim Duncan was old at the time this was only three years ago when he was 36 so I felt I felt incredibly I'm, let's I'm look at I'm a I'm a sucker for those last ride stories I those always those always get me every time and so this was looked at as maybe probably Tim Duncan's last shot at an NBA championship so I was like yeah LeBron's got the rest of his career to win Tim Duncan's on the way out let's get him one more ring and send him out in fashion and 2013 so again we're watching this at my house me and my friend and the Spurs as you as you guys all know are up comfortably and they the NBA is bringing the trophy onto the court they have it on the side, roped off, and they're ready to award it to San Antonio. This is game six in Miami. And then all of a sudden, Ray Allen hits a corner three out of nowhere. And it just and it just took off from there. And it was it was heartbreaking. Uh game six, I believe it was game six. Maybe it was game seven. But um game seven no, it was Game 7. Game 7, Tim Duncan, with just a few minutes left, didn't have the gas and actually missed a bunny. A bunny shot that would have ended the game and ended the series, and the Spurs would have won the championship. So I felt so bad for him. So I came in rooting for his la- for him to win another championship, which would ultimately I wouldn't have to wait long. He, he won the title next year, again, beating the Heat. 
smashing the Heat uh, in a 4-1 to series. So Tim Duncan wins his last championship at age 38, and Kawhi Leonard was named the Finals MVP. Although Tim Duncan was arguably the most valuable, uh, Kawhi Leonard got it because of his defense on LeBron. And, you know, the, some of those awards are up to debate. Like last year with Iguodala and Curry, it could have gone either way in terms of who got it. So I don't pay too much attention to the Finals MVP award that often. But, um, again, Tim Duncan was obviously a huge part, always has been a huge part of the team and always will be. And now... Another important date between his last championship and the time he retired. So, of course, you had that heartbreaking loss against the against Chris Paul and the Clippers where Chris Paul hit the shot in Game 7 in Los Angeles. That unbelievable, difficult floater to end the Spurs season, and the Spurs just wouldn't be the same after that, even though they got LaMarcus Aldridge, and they, and they formed this new team. That, that was looked at as the next super team. They just weren't able to get back the next the next year. And, but in between that, April 5th, 2016, Tim Duncan, during the final stretch of his 19-year career, was the third player in NBA history to win 1,000 games. Only men that won 3,000 ga- or 1,000 games, sorry, other than him, were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Robert Parrish. So... He did just he did though by the way only have three points, two assists, and two rebounds in twenty four minutes of play. And this was again just weeks before his birthday. And of course, for those of you that don't know, I mean I'm sure you do because it's still very fresh in your memory. The Spurs were obliterated by the Oklahoma City Thunder this season in the playoffs in five games. And the moment I I I promise I will never forget this. Um, Tim Duncan, now this is game five, and it looks to be, oh, sorry, game six, and it looks to be over. The series looks to be over, and but the Spurs are starting to make a rally, and it looks like they're on the verge of maybe coming back against OKC. And Tim Duncan gets the ball, wide open lane, to the basket. Tim Duncan is, was having a great game at this point runs full steam to basket, actually gets away with the travel. So they even gave him an extra step, and he just couldn't get off the ground. He tried to jump, and he barely got off the ground before Abaka or Adams, I don't remember which of the two, just completely engulfed the ball and knocked him to the ground. And he got zero flight and just felt, got stuffed and fell to the floor. And I was just like, man... I don't want to. I don't want to see this anymore. This is if this is what Tim Duncan has come to. I don't. I don't want to see it. And this was after he played the fewest games of his career this season. What um, other than the season with the knee injury? This was the fewest games he ever played in his career. So the fact that he had he had quote unquote all the rest he needed, it just it just showed that father time ultimately always always wins. And so that's the quick summary of Tim Duncan's career. Now, of course, I'm sure there's many interesting stories that will come out within the next month or so and throughout the, the rest of of our lifetimes about Tim Duncan because, again, he's such a quiet-natured guy, uh, um, such a team player, but so secretly competitive and so driven that he just 
it's 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 inspirational how competitive he was and how but how he handled himself. He didn't act like a Bill Ambeer or anything. Not that I not that I don't like that. I do enjoy I do enjoy me some NBA villains and some very confident and irrational villains. But Tim Duncan, the way he the way he carried himself very quietly, always just all about the game of basketball just did his thing and did whatever he could to make the team win. He always took the sacrifice. He took pay cut after pay cut. And him and Greg Popovich, it's unfortunate that him and Greg Popovich and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili didn't all go out together. But sometimes, you know, you just can't you just can't play it that way and things don't work out that way, but Tim Duncan such a in closing, I mean, Tim Duncan is one of the greatest players of all time one of the arguably top 10 greatest players of all time the greatest power forward you can say Carl Malone you can say Kevin McHale you can say Kevin Garnett whoever you want none of them are stacking up to Tim Duncan Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward to ever play the game and one of the top 10 players to ever play this this game of basketball and if you want to talk impact and just consistency and all those little tangible things then you can argue that he's even above a top 10 player in, in NBA history, and that he's even closer to five because his impact, his what he meant to basketball was so much more than the wins that he brought or the stats or the accolades. He, he really did quietly inspire a generation of, of athletes, not just basketball players, but athletes in general. And his impact to the game will will never be forgotten in, in NBA history. Although he was the quietest player ever in NBA, he was the quietest Hall of Fame player ever in NBA history. He will he will definitely be remembered, and he has definitely made his mark in the NBA. So I thank you, Tim Duncan, as a fan of basketball for 19 great years. Although I wasn't able to appreciate all of them as much as I like to, and I regret that now in hindsight. But um, just, again, thank you for all that you've given the game of basketball, not only me, but just, again, the game of basketball. You've, you've inspired so many people. So enjoy your retirement, and I hope that life treats you well. And that's going to do it for this podcast, guys. Uh, again, a, a little bit longer than I thought, about 34, 35 minutes. Uh, you can catch all my stuff on my Twitter handle, which is crispy 1132 that's c-h-r-i-s-p-y 1132 now i could have talked other stuff today in terms of nba but i didn't want to i felt that this podcast had to be strictly dedicated to tim duncan and i thought that he earned that right to have to have that kind of podcast and to have that not that i'm anything in the in the nba yet hopefully hopefully i'll be something one day but um he he deserved it and so I encourage you to watch film of Tim Duncan if you're a basketball player or just or just reach out to him and tell him that he really did impact a lot of lives and thank him for making the game of basketball so much better. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I will continue to bring you basketball podcasts as well as some hip-hop podcasts. And I'm trying to push out a lot of content because I got about a month left before I go to Michigan State for the for the year and I don't know how much I'll be able to record there so I'm trying to get a lot of content out so that I can give you guys enough to kind of hold you guys over till I get more time to 
get some content. So thank you guys for tuning in once again, and thank Tim Duncan for an amazing career.